1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
0: your Giordano on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Marissa, I don't think we've spoken before. Thank you for coming on and thank you for what I saw on Fox and Friends.
1: Oh, thank you for having me and, you know, I just appreciate you giving us a voice for Christopher.
0: Well, I know that uh, his. Anniversary of his birthday is coming up. How old would he have been this Wednesday? He would have been 32. And the kids now are how old? Our
1: oldest is 14. Our son is 12. Our other son is 10. And our youngest
0: is 8. Wow. So, Marissa, you know, as much as you can say, it's got to be incredibly painful how do you feel as that birthday approaches that you've been able to talk to the kids, particularly the eight-year-old? I guess the others have some sense of understanding, but the eight-year-old particularly about what's happened here.
1: Um, it's it's really heartbreaking to have conversations with your children, um, especially when we're celebrating his birthday and he's not here. Um, our son, Armani, he's uh, 10 and um, he's been talking about it a lot. And, you know, it crushes, it crushes your soul. And it tears you apart when your child says he wants to get a cake and he wants to take it to the grave site to sing happy birthday. It's like, what do you say? What do you say to that? How heartbreaking is that? That you have to take your four babies to a grave site and they have to sing happy birthday to their father
0: yeah, in a way
1: th- that we've never had to before.
0: I, I don't think any amount of people could tell you how to deal with that. Uh, it is impossible to imagine to, to give them that experience. You talked, uh, Marissa, and I think other family members, I'm not sure, maybe uh, Chris's dad, about seeing the uh, the guy from Buckingham who allegedly murdered Chris, and we believe he did, but allegedly until proven in court, and the word evil was used, and I think it is. But explain what you were seeing when you saw him in court at the uh, preliminary hearing.
2: I saw no
1: remorse. I saw no sympathy. I saw cockiness, um, evil, just... How do you walk? How do you walk in to a hearing and you just no sympathy at all? You murdered a husband, a father, a son, and you show nothing whatsoever. Um, it, it's cold, just a cold individual, and I just, I just, to me, I, I will never understand it. Um, but evil is a term because that's what he is. He's evil. Um, I saw what he did. He knew what he was doing. And he made sure that my husband wasn't going to see another day.
0: Yes, that's the that's the added part of it. Uh, his dad, uh, Dr. Joel, said exactly what you're saying, Marissa, that he executed him. It's one thing that he shot him, but then he executed him. Um, why the death penalty? Now, I, I will always be in favor of the death penalty. I've gotten to know people like Maureen Faulkner. I know your family a little bit, even though we haven't met. I've had dad on, et cetera, and I identify with it. And I understand completely that's what I would want. But there are people out there that say, well, what's the good of that? What, was this a family? How did you arrive at it that you, you wanted the death penalty?
1: So I have um, my mom, Pauline Fitzgerald, here with me, sitting with me. Um, we came together as a family because that, that is the law. It is when with a heinous crime such as this, he committed murder of a of a police officer. It's life or death. There there are aggravating factors. One is, of course, he killed a police officer. Second is, he was in the commission, the commission of a felony of a felony, mm-hmm. degree. A felony. first degree felony. Exactly. After he after he shoots and kills my husband, he goes. He goes and then he commits another felony and he carjacks somebody else. You also have, he also has a gun and he's not supposed to. I'm pretty sure that that gun, that gun is illegal. And he's not of age to carry Mm
2: -hmm. a
1: weapon in the state of Pennsylvania. So when you look at this case, it's death or it's life without the possibility of parole.
0: Give me a sense if you can. And I realize, um, you know, I I don't want to press too much because every time that I see you in this, it's your husband. He's 32. I, I feel the same way with my wife. I don't know that I could go on. So I commend. I see the support you have for your family. But you're going on in a public way that's helping all of us. What's your estimation of Larry Krasner? Have you spoken with his office? You as the widow? What's going on with Krasner?
1: We spoke with Krasner. I want to say, first ten days maybe the first ten days, I believe, um, we discussed what we wanted, we discussed how we felt. I have not heard from Krasner since. Um, we did state that we wanted to meet with Krasner, and you know, to see exactly you know what's going on. Um, he feels as though you know krasner has his opinion with the death penalty that's his opinion
0: um if, if i could if i could though did he express to your family or any family members did he he tell you something like well the death penalty is uh, not infallible did he give you because on this we have recordings we have all but admission we have the weapon we have the execution We know who did it. The only defense, I guess, is insanity, which isn't a defense, as you know, in this case. So there's no sense with the death penalty that we would be wrong. We have the wrong person. That's out. So did he give you any other reasons why? Because what he's done now, as I understand it, Marissa, he has said, well, that's a matter for the courts. And that's not true. He can recommend on this he could pursue the death penalty.
2: So he
1: he told us about his personal beliefs uh, on the death penalty. That's 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 your personal belief. You should not be putting your personal beliefs before the law.
2: Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. So I, if I can interject for a quick second. This yes,
0: is yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. yes, and a pleasure uh, to, so pleasure one to one meet question. you. Sorry it's under these circumstances, yes. but glad you're with us.
2: So he had his personal opinions. He told us about, you know, how he felt about it personally. Then he also uh, mentioned the Deaf Review Board, which is a panel that is put together by himself, and then they review it. We know from experience that it is ultimately his decision. And so we have been in contact with the office trying to find out if they have convenient. We haven't heard anything to our understanding. They have not. But ultimately, it is his decision.
0: Well, in this expression, though, uh, Mr. Fitzgerald, did did he give other what he has a moral uh, reason for not doing it? Because the fallibility argument is not true here. We know we have we know we have the perpetrator here. Right. Right. He
2: he talked about the difficulty of it. He talked about that years ago he was um, I believe he said he was actually a juror on a death penalty case. And so then he gave us his personal opinions his personal beliefs. But my husband and I both are, we're career law enforcement officers. And when it comes to the law, you know, we separate our personal beliefs and our religious beliefs because we are a deeply religious family as Mm -hmm. well. And so we separate them and then we follow the law. And so that's all we want for Christopher. We want the biases out. We want the personal, uh, your your religious beliefs exactly out. And then we want this to go and be charged with the highest offense that you can be
0: Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without autopay pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Capital offense.
2: It is the highest charge you can have.
0: And and when is the trial when does the trial begin? No date for the trial. The trial is
2: far out. We are just getting to the preliminary, which was the week before last, it was on the 23rd the 23rd okay. and so i believe there's a um, a preliminary arraignment and we understand that that's going to be a long process however we need to know now and this is the time for him to decide whether it is going to be a death penalty case or not that's 23rd. what that's what i'm getting at and,
0: and you would think uh that he would get back to you take his time you know he made it, talk to his people bring you in <laughs> and then give you the reason why rather than uh, try to get out of this by saying leaving that to the courts. I mean, th- this is uh, bordering on cow. Well, to me, it's cow, is, in-, in addition to everything else. You have a right to know what he decides, and he ought to make that decision. That's why you're DA. Right.
2: right. But it can't go to the courts unless he makes it a death case now. Then, you know, the governor down the line, if the defendant is found guilty, which we believe he will be found guilty, then the governor can decide what he's going to do as far as, you know, not signing the warrant for death. But we are only in the beginning stages. And so he's not even, you know, making it a death case. He's not even answering us as far as that goes. Do you feel
0: both you and your husband are law enforcement, religious family, as you said, put that aside, follow what the law is, but do you also feel, I guess, my first instinct for my wife, let alone my kids, I can't even say it or think about this, how you feel, that it's my duty. It's my duty to him because mm-hmm. of what he put on the line. And it's also hopefully doing something good that's going to protect other people by taking this route.
1: Absolutely. Um, Christopher is, is our hero. He put his life out on the line. He sat there and protect, protected not only the, the, the students of Temple University, but also the citizens of Philadelphia who reside in North Philly, in that area. Exactly. Um, he worked hard and, you know, spent time away from us to do his job. He was an amazing cop, amazing cop. And for somebody to come into the city doesn't even live here, and comes and commits this heinous crime, and then gets to go back to his privileged life, I, of course, you know, and, and commit, it's, it's the gun violence in the city of Philadelphia. It's, it's, it's out of control. And of course, we are Christopher's voice and we want the correct justice for Christopher.
0: Absolutely, as do we, Fitzgeralds. You're a remarkable family, Marissa. Thank you very much. I, I hope the birthday for your kids gives them some sense of connection with the dad. It's unbearable, but uh, thank you and thanks, thanks to all of you for what you're doing. Pauline, thank you too very much.
1: Thank you, thank you,
0: thank you. I hope to meet you guys sometime in the near future. Thank you. Giordano, weekdays noon till three.